the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us today. Monday, and uh, wow, uh, folks, this is shaping up to be a killer news week. Uh, We are facing the debt ceiling crisis. We're going to get to that in just a few moments. Also, uh, the latest on the Biden classified document scandal. Uh, It's only getting worse, and uh, we will provide you with all the latest details on that. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have back with us. It's been a while, but she is back, our good friend, Laura Trump. Laura, hope you're doing well. Hello, I'm doing very well, and I'm always doing great whenever I'm on with you, Todd, so thanks for having me. Well, you're kind to say that, and uh, Laura, a lot going on. I know the president getting ready to ramp up uh, his schedule uh, with events coming up, and I know a lot of people around the country are very excited about the prospect of another Trump uh, four years in the White House. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you look around, and even people who may have voted for Joe Biden in 2020 the few that I, I actually really believe there were, are probably thinking to themselves, maybe I did love everything that Donald Trump tweeted, but man, was life a lot better under his leadership when he was president of the United States. And uh, you're right, obviously my father-in-law announced back in November that he was going to seek another term in the White House, that he was throwing his hat in the ring for 2024. And, you know, we're a little ways out from that, but I think you're going to see over the next kind of six months or so things ramping up i think he's planning to do at least one major event a month uh leading into the summer and then we'll we'll see what happens but gosh i think now more than ever people are saying to themselves wouldn't it be nice if we had a competent leader in the white house who put america first who is actually working on behalf of the american people and we weren't concerned by any means that he and his son were profiting uh, based on their position or his position in the White House, you know, from China, from Ukraine, from Russia, from all these different sources. And unfortunately, we can't say that. No, we can't, Laura. And of course, over the weekend, the news dropped yet another batch of classified documents discovered. Uh, we've been pretty clear on the program for the past couple of weeks. President Trump had the authority to declassify whatever he wanted to as president under the the uh, auspices of the Presidential Records Act. The vice president did not. 
And what what strikes me, Laura, is the double standard. Why is it that the FBI has yet to jump in there and stage a raid on President Biden's many homes? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we any of us need to hold our breath on that. By the way, and, and you should never think that that's coming because I'm sure it is not. Um, it was unprecedented back in August when the FBI raided the home of a former president at Mar-a-Lago, and everybody remembers how shocking a thing that was. And not only did they go to the area where they knew, as directed, my father-in-law had locked up these these documents in question, which, as you just pointed out, Todd, the president of the United States has the ability to declassify, and my father-in-law has maintained from the very beginning of any question about anything that all of these documents were declassified as he, when he was president before he left the White House. Um, but that said, then they went throughout the entirety of Mar-a-Lago. Remember, rifling through the closet of, of the former first lady, Melania's closet, Barron's. Um, it is very violating whenever you think about, I mean, anybody listening, consider having anyone you don't know go into your home, go through your things, uh, but then to know that the FBI was going through all of them. And then, as you point out, Todd, very, uh, very correctly, the double standard that exists because we haven't seen nor will we see this happen to Joe Biden. And yet, as you also pointed out, it is far worse uh, what Joe Biden arguably did and what Donald Trump was ever accused of doing because, again, he had the ability to declassify uh, as president, my father-in-law. And, of course, Joe Biden took these documents when he was vice president. But we should all relax because Joe Biden told us he had him locked in the garage by the Corvette. So I don't know why we're all getting so upset about it. That's per Joe Biden. He thinks we should all just calm on down. And Laura, we reached out. We want to know where the, the third batch of documents, were they in that gas stove that uh, Jill Biden was photographed yeah. u- using? We don't know. We, we do not know. We can't confirm that. We don't, we don't know, but gosh, the gas stove. I mean, what, what an egregious violation that is. I mean, you can't do anything. I feel like the whole goal... With the Democrat Party, by and large, it's just that we should all kind of crawl in a dark, quiet space and just like that's how we should live our lives. No gas stoves either. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the, the third batch was near the gas stove. Well, you know, we'll he, never know. He promised a dark winter was coming to America, and he unfortunately <laughs> delivered on that promise. Uh, you know, I, I have to imagine, and I, I, well, I know I can't imagine what you and the entire Trump family, what you guys have been through. I mean, it has been attack after attack after attack, and yet President Trump goes out there. He has a smile on his face. He's still ready to fight for this country every single day. I'm not sure the average American would be able to stand up and do something like that with the, the amount of hate and vitriol that's directed in, in y'all's direction. Yeah, I mean, it, I'll tell you, nothing prepares you for this. Um, and, and remember, I'm an outsider of sorts. My last name wasn't Trump until like eight and a half years ago. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think it's been it's been a quick learning experience for a lot of us uh, in the family that we all thought, I think, naively that when my father-in-law was actually inaugurated as president in 2017, uh, you know, everybody would come together and say, let's do what's best for the country. Obviously, the opposite has happened, and um, I give my father-in-law so much credit. You know, don't forget that this is a guy who had a great life, who was lauded by the very people who go out of their way to, you know, attack him today um, because he was part of their crew before, and I think that's why they hate him so much because in so many ways 
he's exposed them. He's exposed them for the frauds that they've are. He's exposed so many people for their swampy ways. Um, and, you know, he, he didn't take a salary when he was in the White House. And he, he gets hit after hit after hit, and he just, it, you know, he takes it. And I think um, it's really because he loves this country. And he still, to this day, despite all they've tried to do to him, despite impeachments, despite ridiculous, unprecedented uh, in, investigations, um, which, by the way, have turned up absolutely nothing, I'll remind everybody, um, he still wants to go out there and fight for America because he still believes in this country and that we are the greatest country in the world. And we don't want to lose that. You know, you talk to people who have immigrated here to America. They all love Donald Trump because they know that he's fighting to keep our American way of life intact. And there are so many people out there and so many forces out there, I think, trying to take us in a really scary direction. Um, so I give him all the credit in the world. And, and, you know, I think the people who love this country know that his heart is in the right place and he's going to continue fighting um, you know, as long as he possibly can. And I and I wish we had the ability to just, you know, erase from the memory all of these allegations, you know, Russia collusion, all of that, because none of that turned out to be legitimate at all. And you wonder, okay, where would we be right now if none of that had actually existed? Because this president, quite frankly, was the most effective president we have had in modern American history, getting his policies through Congress. Um, it, and, it, and it really frustrates and angers so many of us uh, that there has there have been so many lies spewed. And again, going back to the, the latest allegations with the classified documents, and, and Laura, we've been telling people, look, if there was anything there, they would have dropped the hammer either before the midterm elections or immediately after, and they didn't. And the reason why is because there was nothing there. There were no crimes committed. Meanwhile, the Democrats, Joe Biden clearly violated U.S. code by harboring those documents in his garage and in his office, which was funded by the Chinese. Well, that's right. And I love how they keep saying this, that they were discovered as though somebody is like, you know, in Egypt combing through Tutankhamun's tomb and, oh, a big discovery made. Someone knew those were there. That person is Joe Biden. He knew those documents were there. I'm sure there were several other people who knew that those documents were there. and and, And it just really blows my mind that then you had Joe Biden out there a couple months ago on 60 Minutes ranting and raving about how appalled he was that Donald Trump could possibly, uh, you know, consider taking any documents in question. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's got him by the gas guzzling Corvette locked in the garage. I mean, come on. It is that that sort of thing, I think, to people is really upsetting. But then you look at what was in the documents. And, and even the Washington Post, we know how much they hate my father-in-law. They'll go out of their way to say anything possible negative. Even they had to admit a lot of the things that were found at Mar-a-Lago were kind of keepsakes. I think there was like a handwritten note from Kim Jong-un to my father-in-law when he was president. You look at that versus the documents that were found that we know of so far with Joe Biden's uh, treasure trove of, of things. What was in there? Ukraine? Well, let's think about Ukraine. What implications does that have? What's going on in Ukraine? What happened with Ukraine and the Biden family? Burisma, Hunter Biden. I mean, we know all of the ins and outs of that and how slimy and deep it is. Um, Why did he keep those documents? Documents on Iran, the Chinese connection to the Penn Biden Center, as you just pointed out. There are so many more questions than answers. And I think the American people at this point deserve to have full and complete transparency, especially about the person who's the leader of this country. 
Laura, do you think what we have seen so far, do you think this rises to the level of impeachment? Well, gosh, if you can impeach Donald Trump on a phone call, I certainly think this sort of thing should raise some red flags and absolutely should should rise to that level. Here's the problem, Todd. Joe Biden is impeached. Who takes the reins? It's Kamala Harris. This is a very frightening prospect, I think, to a lot of people. But I think at this point, a lot of us are asking ourselves, well, why is it that up until now, the mainstream media has kind of let Joe Biden slide? They kind of coddled him through, you know, becoming president through the campaign where he campaigned out of his basement. They haven't, you know, gone after any of these questionable things with his family. Why now are they coming out and all sort of attacking him? And to a lot of people, it looks like, you know, the Democrats, somebody at the top decided we're done with Joe Biden. We don't run it, want him running again in 24. We want to get him out. And perhaps this is a very convenient and easy way to do it. Yeah, it's all too convenient. And we all know how politics goes. Uh, Laura, we, we, before we let you go, um, we we lost a, a dear friend, uh, Lynette Hardaway. She was a regular back in the day on this program uh, known as Diamond of the Diamond and Silk Duo. I know you guys were incredibly close traveling all over the place together. Oh, yeah, we were. What a heartbreaking loss. Um, Diamond and Silk came to the baby shower for both of my kids. Uh, they became very good friends of mine. And, yeah, we traveled together on a bus throughout the country. So you can only imagine the laughs and the great times that we had. Um, but heartbreaking news last week, obviously, to to hear that Diamond, as she was better known, Lynette, um, passed away. Uh, there's going to be a memorial for her this Saturday in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is her hometown. Uh, my father-in-law is attending. I'm attending. I think our whole family is planning to go because uh, near and dear to all of our hearts. And um, obviously, she will be very, very missed by her friends and family, but I think patriots uh, all across this country because she believed so much in America and and wanted to do everything she could to fight for it. She was a great lady, and uh, we connected right away when I was back at Fox because, of course, they're from the Carolinas. uh, I'm from Tennessee. So we inevitably always started talking about food, uh, whatever they were on the show, (laughs) and they never would tell me what was in those. You know, in the early days, they would drink out of the wine glass. Remember, they used to have the wine glasses. I said, I said, what do you, what what do you, what do y'all drink? They never would say. They never would say. Oh, interesting. Maybe we'll never know, Todd. I don't think it was Grand Apple, but uh, it it was a lot of fun nevertheless. All right. Well, Laura, we appreciate that update and a lot of our audience praying for uh, Diamond and Silk and the family there. And we appreciate having you back on the show. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Well, thank you. I'll see you again soon. All right. Laura Trump, everybody. Uh, President Trump, of course, uh, her father-in-law and uh, the team getting ready, the family getting ready to hit the road and make this country great again. And I think Laura is right about one thing. Uh, This is too coincidental. All of these things, the document drops. Uh, By the way, uh, now we're starting to get word that some in Congress, uh, both on the House side and the Senate, are calling for investigations, including uh, Raphael Warnock, uh, Ilhan Omar, and even AOC. So it looks as though there was some sort of a grand scheme to boot this president using these documents what do you think what do you think the scheme is all about we're going to be taking your calls 844-747-8868 do you think the democrats want biden out that's 844-747-8868 this is the todd stern show
COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. All right, there you go. A little bit of uh, a speech from Martin Luther King Jr. This is MLK Day. And I will, I will say this ladies and gentlemen um that dream has turned into a nightmare in this country because now we live in in a society where people are judged by the color of their skin and it's only going to get worse you know you think back about mlk was he a perfect guy no we know he was a communist sympathizer we know um he liked to well what's the polite way of saying it the eyes strayed a time or two, and that's well documented. But the guy had a heart for um, for a peaceful resolution to the greatest scourge on this nation, and he truly believed in nonviolence. The um, you, you, and you you have to respect that, and I do, and we do. This idea that you could you could have a society where people are judged by the content of their character. But we don't have that. We, we Far from it. As a matter of fact, uh, the argument could be made that the first black president actually did more to divide this country along racial lines after he was elected under the promise of, a, of ushering in a post-racial America. That argument could be made. By the way, so, oh, and another thing, and Again, people don't like to remember this, but MLK happened to be a Republican. Just want to throw that out there. That'll nut up some folks on the left. But anyway, have you seen the new statue of MLK in Boston? It's creating a little bit of controversy. This thing cost, what, $14 million, $10, $14 million? It was massive, made of pure bronze. And it didn't take long for people to figure out that the uh, statue, it um, it was supposed to be MLK, a headless MLK embracing a headless Coretta Scott King. But uh, when you look at it, it sort of looks like a big giant. Well, 
what's the word we can use here? No, we can't. Yeah, thank you. And very large uh, phallic symbol. I think we, we can get away with saying that. People not too happy about it. We've got a lot of audio. People people making some very critical comments about the great big giant um, thing. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. 844-747-8868. It ain't the Liberty Bell, folks. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. So Sunday, Joe Biden preached in a Baptist church. And I I just want to say right out of the gate here, thank goodness we have a merciful God. Otherwise, lightning would have struck Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. That's the Mexican. That's how you say it, Georgia. So anyway, um, Biden uh, down there speaking, that's where Raphael Warnock, he's the uh, communist pro-baby killer preacher. I mean, this thing is the farthest thing from a church you can imagine, but they still call it a Baptist church. So Joe Biden was down there, and um, right out of the gate, he gets a little creepy when he sees a girl in the in, in, in the pews at Ebenezer Baptist Church. And so many young people are going to do so much more than we were able to do. What's your name, honey? It's good to see you. Maybe I can have a picture with you before I leave, okay? Oh, jeez. Is that all right? No, it's not okay. You're in church, you big creep, you perv. Jeez, Alu. So anyway, um, oh, then he gave... Then he gave Katanji Brown-Jackson a shout-out. Take a listen to how that went. Those are the words of Katanji Brown-Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. Oh, is that who that was? So we have video of this. You have to watch the video. There's a lady on the podium there. And I don't know if she's like a deaconette or what a preacherette, what are they called? They're lady preachers uh, at Ebenezer. And anyway, she's up there, and she said there, and the look of disgust on her face as she just shakes her head back and forth. Uh, I, we got to play that one more time. Those are the words of Katanji Drown Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. Supreme Court Justice Jumanji. Um, wow. So uh, then Biden goes on. 
and uh, he commences to lying to the parishioners of Ebenezer Baptist Church, most of whom are it's a, it's a it's a traditionally black church, but I saw a white dude in the choir, so it may not be a hundred percent black anymore. They got a little gentrification going on in the pews. Uh, here's Biden cut seven. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to seven thirty mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Okay, I'm just curious here. I I do not profess to be a theologian or an expert in church history, but I have been a longtime Baptist, and and I'm curious, what exactly is the black church? Is that like a denomination, or is that – what is he talking about going to the black church? So when he went to that 730 mass, was that at the white church, and then he goes to the black church? But here's a problem with this. It turns out – That's not true. He did not. The church in question, Union Baptist Church, and we went, we did some digging over the weekend after he's, he, he made these ludicrous claims. And it turns out Biden had never actually been to the church. They went and interviewed all these people that have been attending the church for like 60, 70 years. We never seen that white boy. What? Who are you talking about? Maybe he went with corn pop. I don't know. So then Biden goes on to even spew more lies, cut number 10. I have two political heroes my entire life when I started off as a 22-year-old kid in the east side of the civil rights movement. It's not true. He was, he was not involved in the civil rights movement. You know what Joe Biden was doing, though? He was having lunch with known segregationists and members of the KKK who were serving in Congress. And we know that because he actually spoke at the funeral of Robert KKK Byrd, the Democrat of West Virginia, who was a leader in the Klan. Nobody calls him out on this. Nobody ever does. But we're happy to, ladies and gentlemen. That's part of our public service to the nation. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, we are watching something very interesting happening here. And Laura Trump hinted at this. And we're going to jump and really do a deep dive on today's program into what's really going on here with Joe Biden and these documents. So on Sunday, we got wind of yet more. I'm sorry, on Saturday, we got wind that they had discovered more secret documents. And these documents were inside a house that was being rented by Hunter Biden. And so the question is, all right, well, who had access to Biden's home? Who had access to these three places, specifically the rental property that was being occupied by Hunter, the president's main home in Wilmington, and then this office that's paid for by the Chinese in Washington, D.C., the Biden Penn Center? So enterprising reporters are now starting to ask questions. And this is not by coincidence. I'm going to explain that in just a moment. So the question is, all right, well, who was, we know who was at the White House because they have to keep logs of everyone who visited the White House. 
Well, now we're being told there are no visitors' logs for President Biden's home in Wilmington. Why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because Biden spends more time working at his home in Wilmington than he actually does in the oral office. Pardon me, that's what they called it when Bill Clinton was there. My apologies. The Oval Office. It's Monday. We're not on our full game just yet. From Fox News, Anders Hagstrom and Peter Ducey, whose daddy is on staff at Fox. You might know him, Steve Ducey. Republicans on Capitol Hill demanded the visitors' logs this weekend following revelations that Biden's lawyers had discovered a stash of classified documents inside the home's garage. While it is common practice to keep comprehensive visitors' logs at the White House, Biden's lawyers say no such records exist from his home in Delaware. Quote, like every president in decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal, the White House Counsel's Office told Fox News Digital on Monday. But upon taking office, President Biden restored the norm and tradition of keeping White House visitors' logs, including publishing them regularly after the previous administration ended them. So there you have it. We have no idea who was coming, who was going. The Secret Service said Sunday that while a detail is assigned to the home, they do not record visitors either. And they say they have no way of independently doing so. A lot of people very, very upset about all of this and very curious about what's going on. By the way, ABC News, among those calling out President Biden for not being transparent, here's Jonathan Carl, cut number 11. As we come on the air this morning, there are new details emerging about those classified documents found at President Biden's private office and at his residence. For the fourth time, the White House is revealing new details. At first, it was documents found in a locked closet at an office Biden used after he was vice president. Then we learned of documents in the garage at his home in Wilmington. Then a document in another location near the garage. And now, just yesterday, the White House said five more documents had been found at President Biden's home. The White House says it is committed to transparency, but the first batch of documents was discovered on November 2nd, just days before the midterm elections, and the public didn't learn of it until this week, and only after reporters started asking questions. All right, so there you go. Uh, Now Democrats are starting to bolt. Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan says it's a bad look, says it's embarrassing. She says, uh, quote, it's certainly embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing that you would find a small number of documents, certainly not on purpose. Well, how does she know that? How does she know it wasn't on purpose? And by the way, what about the Chinese? We have to imagine they were able to get their hands on whatever those documents were in the Penn Biden Institute. And by the way, those documents we know involved issues pertaining to Iran, Ukraine, and the U.K. So the question now is, and by the way, you've got uh, Raphael Warnock in the Senate. You've got Ilhan Omar and AOC and several other Democrats now are starting to raise concerns. So is is this all just happening spontaneously? I don't think so. I don't believe so. 
I believe that the powers that be, one Barack Hussein Obama and Susan Rice, knew all along that Biden had these documents. You think they just, you think the attorneys just suddenly one day they're wandering through the Biden Penn Center and they say, oh, wow, what's this? Maybe they were looking for a menu to order Chinese takeout. And instead, they pull, they open up the drawers, and there you go. There are classified documents. You think that really happened? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I suspect it's very possible that this was the plan to remove Biden from office if the Democrats had lost the midterm elections by a tsunami. That plan had already been hatched. That plan was already in the process of being put into place, and Shockingly, when the Democrats did not lose by a massive tsunami, well, guess what? The plan was still there. So at this point, we're looking at a couple of things. The investigations are going to happen, no doubt about it. There's a pretty good chance Biden's going to get impeached. Now, the question is, will there be enough Republicans in the Senate should that happen? And again, we're a little bit, um, I don't want to get too far out ahead of our skis here, but if that's the case, you could have some Democrats switch sides and vote with the Republicans to give Biden the heave-ho, especially someone like Raphael Warnock, who would like to see Kamala Harris as the first um, president, female president of color. Could be. Could be. But this is not by chance this is all happening. And the mainstream media, and we're going to play some audio a little bit later on from the media, we've compiled uh, the, the mainstream media here, and they're beginning to turn on Biden. And this is all part of the plan. The media giveth, the media taketh away. we got to take a break here. What do you think the end game here is, folks? You think the Democrats are ready to boot Joe Biden? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hey, by the way, uh, we are so excited about this big journey to Israel. Uh, we're taking the uh, the trip 
in November, our very first, our inaugural Stand with Israel tour. And uh, this is going to be a wonderful journey. Seven days, seven nights. We're going to have a, a well-known contemporary Christian artist who will be leading us in worship. Uh, it's going to be unplugged, uh, but that's okay. We got a guy with the guitar, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will be touring uh, the major Holy Land sites. And we're also going to be getting an exclusive tour of the Knesset, along with meetings with officials from inside Benjamin Netanyahu's government. Uh, so this is going to be a, a really unique uh, Holy Land slash geopolitical tour um, of Israel. And we would love for you to join us. We are staying in some pretty wonderful accommodations. You're going to have your own villa on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, we'll be staying, I believe, at the King David Hotel in a beautiful Jerusalem. Uh, and if you would like information, we make it very simple. You can go to toddsterns.com and click on that link, and it'll take you to all of the information. A lot of people have asked, well, do we have to do we have to pay the whole thing up front? Because we got Valentine's Day coming up, Mother's Day coming up. Can, we, can, can you pay in installments? And the answer is yes, you can. And uh, the, the group that organizes this, uh, they've done a wonderful job. It's incredibly safe, and these are such wonderful people to work with. And you can indeed pay in installments. So again, ToddSterns.com, or if you'd like to give us a call, uh, Dylan is standing by uh, to get your information. We'll have someone personally contact you, but you got to give us a call for that, 844 844- Seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. All right. Well, coming up a little bit later in the program, we're excited to have Kevin Sorbo uh, joining us. Uh, they're putting out a brand new movie called Left Behind: The Rise of the Antichrist. Or who the Antichrist is. Anyway, uh, Kevin Sorbo is going to be here in the last hour of the program to talk about the great movie. Uh, he and his um, his wife, by the way, Sam Sorbo, good friends, and uh, she and I appear every Thursday on Chris Salcedo's program over on Newsmax TV. All right, very interesting story here from, uh, from USA Today. And they have a a writer who specializes in diversity and inclusion stories. No, I'm not making this up. I mean, it really is true. It's uh, That's what the guy does. He gets paid to be woke for a living. So anyway, this guy is now saying that uh, all of you people out there who use words like aloha or if you're going into, I don't know, Taco Bell and you say hola, that's a that's a microaggression. So you're no longer allowed to use phrases like aloha or hola or shalom if you happen to be a white Gentile. David Oliver says uh, people who use words like hola or aloha could be harming people of other cultures. Is that true? I mean, is that really true that that we offend you? By the way, anyhow, uh, if you going if you're going into a Chinese joint and you uh, say you know hello and you say anyhow, yeah, that's also a big no no. And apparently, there you can't. the The reason it's a problem, they say it's we're othering. 
when you say ni hao, because when you say that, uh, if the person is Asian American, they may not be Chinese. And so if you're not Chinese, they, 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 they don't say ni hao. So I got to thinking about this, and I'm wondering, what about people who live in, say, New York City, and they talk Southern, or someone from like Hollywood, and they're playing in a movie set in the South, but they're not from the South. And they say phrases like y'all or get her done. I mean, is that, would that be inappropriate? I mean, if you're going to go down that path, I mean, it's not going to be long before we're issued some sort of a handbook on what words, music, books, and food that we're allowed to, to use. We're allowed to appropriate. I mean, we're not even allowed to do Taco Tuesday anymore. What's up with that? So anyway, I don't know who to blame here on this, except I think it's us, we the people. And this is what happens when all of you good people stand down and you don't do anything. What is it? Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And what's happened? Now we've let a woke mob inflict their view of morality on the nation. And I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I say enough. Capiche? Mamma mia. Oh, wait, can I say that? I'm I, I'm not Italian. I'm, I'm just Southern. All right, uh, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Yeah, that's a toll-free telephone number. Give Dylan a call if you want info on that trip to Israel. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. We'll be right back, America. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're doing well today. This is the Todd Starnes radio program. And wow, do we have a lot going on. Uh, let me go ahead and give out our telephone number. 844-747-8868. Again, a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Well, the mainstream media is going bonkers now over this burgeoning scandal involving Joe Biden and the classified documents. Take a listen. In November, President Biden's lawyers found less than a dozen documents in an office he used in Washington and turned them over to the National Archives. That's about it. That's not the sort of thing you need a special counsel for. If you're a vice president or a president, you have a little more flexibility to move stuff around. There's no crime, not by any person and with no relationship to Biden. The Trump investigation and this Biden investigation are completely different. I think everyone understands that. This couldn't look more worse, even though the cases are so different. Completely different based on what the Biden team is telling us so far. They couldn't be more different. The facts are very, very different. Very different from what happened happened at Mar-a-Lago. Two completely different situations. Completely different. Completely different. So completely different. These two incidents are as different as night and day. It is night and day different from Trump. There seems to be a night and day difference here. It's night and day. How worried are you that the classified documents issue facing the president will distract from Democrats' overall goals? Sadly, 
This document uh, taking from uh, Vice President Biden is going to be a distraction. A special counsel investigation will no longer uh, will no doubt be a distraction for the White House. From a national security, homeland security perspective, it's a huge distraction. This is something that's going to be a big distraction. It is a distraction. This is not something that the White House wanted to be dealing with right now, right as uh, President Biden's approval ratings were just starting to improve. So there you go. Uh, folks in the mainstream media trying to provide some cover and uh, trying to convince you that there's some sort of a comparison between what President Trump went through and, and what Joe Biden's going through now, and there's not. It is indeed night and day difference. By the way, MSDNC's Joe Scarborough and some of the some of these legacy leftists in the drive-by media are now starting to turn on Biden. Uh, Joe Scarborough, uh, who hosts that show with his wife, Mika, says that Biden and his administration were bumbling and stumbling through the mishandling to mean, you know, what's going on here? And it's, it's rather entertaining to watch these people. But again, this is all an act. Scarborough goes, it's the drip, drip, drip that's the problem right now. It's a story they can't seem to totally get their arms around. And by the way, why has the FBI not raided the Biden residences? Are they simply relying on the the, the integrity of the attorneys, Biden's own attorneys? Is, is that what's going on here? Again, the FBI, guns drawn, pre-dawn raid on Mar-a-Lago. And they went through everything. Melania Trump's underwear drawer, her closets, they rummaged through Baron Trump's personal bedroom. Unbelievable. But they give Joe Biden a pass. And we know they're going to give him a pass because, because he is part of the deep state. But something's going on here, folks, and I'm telling you that Biden is on his way out. Mark my words on this. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. ABC News, cut number 12. Who made that decision? Ron Klain make that decision? Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Did the president make the decision? Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. And speaking of cover-up, I mean, it was KJP herself. How many times did she say, oh, hey, look, we've, we've investigated ourselves. It is complete. The search has been completed for the classified documents. Cut 15. The, the search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. Meanwhile, Nicholas Giordano was on with Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business. He says this thing stinks to high heavens. 
Nicholas, we are joking in some ways because it's absolutely mind-boggling what is going on right here. But this is a very serious matter. China sent tens of millions of dollars to that Penn-Biden Center. Did China have access to these documents? Um, and, and also, you know, in terms of in election interference, the DOJ knew this before the election and yet waited to release this information. Again, just like they did the FBI did with the cover-up of the Biden laptop. Yeah, there are so many layers to this story. And when it comes to foreign influence, that's one of the major concerns. Because I wrote a piece for the Daily Wire and Campus Reform explaining how China manipulates university campuses to gain influence and also gain intelligence. And so a lot of uh, current Obama, uh, Biden officials, they worked at the Penn Biden Center. And so we need to know what foreign officials they may have met with while working there. But also the idea of classified information, when I served as a contractor with the government, I had to take a refresher every three months on how to handle sensitive information. Here, we have it in a garage and at, on a university campus, and there has to be accountability, and the timing is suspicious, because all of a sudden they stumbled upon these documents when they thought a red wave was going to occur and Republicans were going to take over. That's not a coincidence, and we need to know what they knew, when they knew they had these documents, and why they decided to wait to turn them over. Lots of great questions. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Doug in Illinois. Hey, Doug, what's your take? Well, you were just mentioning, uh, was the FBI uh, waiting to get the information or trusting the information from Biden's uh, attorneys as they they look through everything? Well, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's attorneys were not even allowed to come into the foyer of the House to get out of the weather. That's a fair point. Uh, as a matter of fact, they were shoved aside, Doug, and brilliant point. Yeah. Uh, they were shoved aside, said, you are not allowed anywhere in here. And meanwhile, Correct. it looks like Biden's attorneys are actually doing the work of the FBI. Yeah, it's crazy. Doug, crazy. how do you think all of this ends? What's your gut telling you? Uh, I'm, I'm really not sure, but I... There's a part of me that hopes Biden goes, but there's a bigger part that hopes that he doesn't because we know what we have with him. Um, I mean, if we end up with Harris and the president, who do we get for vice president? And then if Harris, they boot her out, who do we got for president then? So it's 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 a mess. Um, and there's, I mean, me out here in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing I can do. I, I vote. I try to get people to vote and then just listen to your show and try not to go insane. Well, and and that's tougher to do every single day, Doug, and uh, it's it's Amen really it's really frustrating. Uh, but yep. there there is something to be said for you know we we know we know what Biden is, we know who he is, we know who controls him. Yep. But if he's out of the picture, yep. is it going to be a Susan Rice in the VP spot? Maybe a Hakeem Jeffries? Um, there will be someone radical. Uh, in that position and and i'm telling you joe biden he's crazy he's nuts because you know he's old kamala harris she's she's just slap crazy and she's got no excuse yeah yeah but like you you say frequently you know i put my trust in the lord so i mean i try to just i try to remember uh god's moving all the chess pieces he knows what's going on we're just sitting here going what in the world but you know i put my trust in the lord uh when the, when the day comes, I'll be up there looking down going, oh, they're having fun again. 
There you go. Doug, appreciate that call, and uh, thank you for listening. 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Folks, you heard Laura Trump earlier on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we're just so excited uh, that Patriot Mobile is a part of what we do here every single day. Uh, They support conservative talk radio, and we're especially grateful for that. And now they want to help you by being your wireless service provider. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they're fighting for you every single day, and they have incredible service. You say, well, what about about the cost? Well, they've got a plan to fit any budget, so they're going to work with you, and you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Check out their website. You'll be able to check out their nationwide coverage, even coverage down to your neighborhood. And, folks, I'm telling you, I have yet to hear one person complain about making the switch to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. If you're a veteran or a first responder, they're going to give you an additional discount. Everybody gets a discount, though, when you utilize my discount code. That's Todd. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. A weird story out of California. It happened at a YMCA. A young lady, 17 years old, Rebecca Phillips, was at the YMCA in Santee, California. That's down near San Diego, or San Diego, if you watch Anchorman. She was there to work out and uh, take a swim and as she was uh, wrapping up she was back in the locker room she was taking a shower and all of a sudden this butt naked dude walks by and i mean it was all there and so this 17 year old girl was freaking out as anybody would and i think even a grown female woman would 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 have freaked out she went to complain to the ymca and they said well that's not our problem As a matter of fact, you're the one with the problem. So Rebecca went to the city council, and um, she told her story. And now uh, we're going to be telling that story to you. Cut number three. This is the YMCA, where hundreds of children spend their summer afternoons in child care camps. This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons, the locker room, was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you are not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. I was made to feel as though I had done something wrong when I talked to people at the YMCA. But I ask you this. I'm assuming all of you either have a wife, a sister, daughters, or granddaughters, or are a woman yourself. Could you knowingly send an underage girl into a room where there was a naked male and say that she was not in danger, that she was safe, or more importantly, that this was right? 
It's hard to believe that a teenage girl would have to go to the city council to complain about something like that. But I want to flesh out here what happened. She was literally taking a shower, in the middle of a shower, when this man walks by butt naked. And so she ran to a stall to hide and get changed and then got the heck out of there because she didn't know who that guy was. She goes and she complains to the director of membership for the San Diego County YMCA. And they told this girl that she was the one with the problem. They said that she was never in danger and that this is not a big deal and that she should not feel weird about having a naked man in the locker room of the YMCA, which, by the way, used to stand for Young Men's Christian Association. So Ms. Phillips was doing an interview with a television station KUSI in San Diego, And she said that, again, her siblings, she has younger siblings, and they they go to the same YMCA. They use the same locker room that she uses. And could you imagine, could you imagine for them, let's not even talk about a 17-year-old. You got a 9- or 10-year-old little girl in that locker room, and some guy comes in there in all his glory. Phillips says that she was made and it was made out to be that she was in the wrong by even suggesting this is a problem. In other words, she's a homophobe or transphobe or whatever you want to call it. So a spokesman for the YMCA, a guy by the name of Dan Cruz, went on local TV, and he said, well, you know, nowadays the YMCA is not so much about being Christian as it is dedicated to, quote, diversity, inclusion, and equity. He also said that they are following the laws of the land in California. What the law of the land says that a grown man can walk into a female locker room and hang around, cavort on the floor, butt naked with a bunch of little girls. Is that what the law in California says? Because if that's the case, I would get the heck out of California. Back in May of 2022, San Diego County supervisors passed an ordinance to redefine what it means to be a woman. Supervisors Nathan Fletcher, Terry Lawson-Remmer, and Nora Vargas all voted in favor of the ordinance, which has resulted in underage girls like Rebecca fearing for their safety. This is pretty despicable. And this young lady, by the way, Rebecca Phillips, she's a hero, this young lady, for standing up and speaking truth to the culture. The YMCA released a statement saying that they're aware of the situation, but their commitment is to ensure all individuals feel comfortable. Their goal is to ensure that everyone has access to privacy if desired and needed. Okay, it's a women's locker room. Why should this be difficult for people? If you're not a woman, don't go into the women's locker room. Are we going to have to start designating locker spaces by who has or has does not have an appendage? Is that how we're going to have to start designating bathrooms and locker rooms? Are you okay with this, ladies and gentlemen, that the YMCA is telling little girls, and I don't care if she's 17 years old, she's a kid, 
Are you telling me that you are okay with the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association? You're okay with them berating little girls and telling them they just need to get used to having men, naked men, in their locker rooms. I got a problem with that. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I can't imagine something like that happening in Southern YMCAs. I'm fairly certain Southern dads would not tolerate that kind of behavior. All right, we got to take a break here. We'll go to your calls. ToddStarns.com, we've got Rebecca's story up on our website. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. But the culture's in a tailspin. What are you going to do? We'll be right back, America. Hey, Todd. I thought the YMCA was Young Men's Christian Association. But I guess now it's you must comply always is what it, I guess it means now. You have a good one, Todd. Take care. Well, I, I, I'd i love to have a good one. But again, I got a problem with grown men shaking their uh, ding-a-lings in the locker room in front of a bunch of little girls. And ladies and gentlemen, that should not be that difficult for people to comprehend. I I just don't get it. So thank you for that. Thank you, Ed from Texas, because Ed, I think, may be right. We have to comply now. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Gail in North Carolina wants to weigh in on this. Gail, can you imagine yeah. being that young girl? I cannot, and I'd like to take it a step further. Um, what I don't remember what state this happened in, you know? Oh, this happened in California. Okay, so that's um, the, the moot point there wouldn't reflect what I wanted to talk about. What if we were in a state like North Carolina that has open carry? Okay, so you have open carry, and this man um, tried to assault her. Just, just take it like, you know, she's old enough to carry a weapon. She's able to bring it into where she is, like you are in North Carolina if you have a license for it. So now she is being attempted assault, okay? This guy is assaulting her. So if you are doing that and is she allowed to defend herself, what would happen if she were to defend herself in this situation? I'm, I know I'm kind of stretching it a little bit because I think that this is terrible, God-awful, you know? This was never meant to be taken this way. And there's the rules about protecting people they're not protecting her as a possible victim. They're protecting this guy who has this ability to come into this place. You know what I'm saying? I do, Gail, and it's not the first time this has happened. A couple of, oh, it's been a, a maybe last year um, or year before last, there was a big controversy about one of these spas. And uh, you had a bunch of the women fired up, and they physically threw a dude out of the tanning salon or the spa, whatever it was, because the guy was walking around buck naked. And uh, these, uh, it was, I believe, a couple of African-American ladies. They weren't having any of it. Right. Give them the heave-ho. Yeah, and they um, took it that their their liberties were being um, uh, taken away from them. 
they didn't have any liberties because of this rent rule about there's no like gender identification anymore. It's everybody's the same. No, that is not true. God made men. God made women. That's it. And and, and, and yeah. Gail, just think about this though, Gail. Ultimately, this whole transgender movement is saying, first of all, that God made a mistake. But number two, they're trying to tell us that men make better women than biological women do. That, that's what they're trying to say. It's not. Uh, it's really a shame that this world has been coming to this. And um, if I were in there, I would protect myself. You know what I'm saying? Just like those women did in that spa. I have to say that. That's it. I, I mean, if I were feeling as if I was being, you know, assaulted in some way, shape, or form, I would definitely protect myself. And imagine being and in a society, Gail, imagine being in a society where where at the YMCA, which is supposed to be a Christian organization, imagine right. being at the YMCA and your little seven, eight, nine-year-old daughter is being exposed to that, and the YMCA is saying, "Well, if you've got a problem, you're you're homophobic, you're transphobic. Shame on you." Yeah. That's and you know what? I would never have my child in that situation. And the fact that I don't judge people, I really don't, because I have a family member that is not, you know, she's transgender, and that, but she's respectful. And so there are people that can be respectful. I'm not the one that's going to judge anybody. But I am going to take it and protect myself from somebody um, inflicting harm or that membership would be over at that place. I would not have my children there at all. That's it. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for you, Gail. Good for you. Appreciate the call. And I, folks, I just don't get the whole transgender thing, especially when it comes to the bathrooms. So let's just say you're a chick. All right. And uh, we'll call her Marge. And let's say Marge decides that she's going to become a dude. Marge really wants to go into the men's room. Have you have you been in a men's bathroom, a public men's bathroom stall? Who in their right mind would want to? I mean, you women, you've got like, I mean, it's like a parlor, right? I mean, we've heard the stories, ladies, where you have like, I don't know, masseuses and you got little chandeliers and little perfumes. You don't want to just go into a men's bathroom at a truck stop in Alabama. You'll know what I'm talking about. Let's go to Lisa listening to us on the talk station, North Carolina. All right, Lisa, what's your thought? Hi, Todd. Uh, first, I'm so proud to be in North Carolina in a state where I get to hear other callers that have a um, collective conscience about these kinds of issues. Uh, second, that was not a real man that went into that women's uh, restroom, regardless if he was homo or bi or if he thinks that he's a woman. A real man would never have done that. If he's even trying to make a point, if it's, you know, a political statement, whatever, a real man would never have done that. Uh, and the, I'd, I'd like to comment on the boob teacher that has the, 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 the boob. Oh, the are, giant breasts. The, the giant breasts. Yes. Oh yes. The breasts. I would think if I breasts, I'm uh, sorry. Um, what mammary glands, whatever. Um, Biggins. If I'm working in a shop as a woman, that was, that's always been a woman. I would at least wear a vest or some type of protection uh, so they wouldn't get cut off if I, if I was that proud of them. So, um, you know, I would wonder what their um, 
clothing. They're uh, help me with what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, this big. Coat. Yeah, this guy. Dress he's coat. yeah. He doesn't have boobs. He is a boob. And the, the problem, <laughs> the, the problem with this, Lisa, is, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is across the uh, across the border in Canada. And these people and, are. Well, can I interrupt you? Yeah, go that? ahead. The go. problem is, it's men that are insulting women. For some reason, these men don't like women. Uh, but go ahead. I didn't. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, this is a dude, and uh, he thinks he's a woman, or he pret- he's pretending. And have you noticed that it's always about over exaggerating? the lady parts with these guys it doesn't matter if you're a drag queen or whatever the hair the eyelashes the makeup uh the boobs the the butts it's all over the top it is a mockery of of womanhood that's what that is lisa and real men don't need to do that no they don't they don't you're absolutely right but I'm with you. I've Thank seen the you. pictures of the guy. He's what a shop teacher or something. And he's got the big, um, and uh, getting a little too close to that circular saw. I, I thought the same <laughs> thing you did. Thank you for taking my call. All right, Lisa. Appreciate you listening. There, there are people out there with common sense, and I think there are more of us than them. But a lot of people are just afraid to speak out. What would you do if you found out? There was a butt-naked man in the YMC girls' locker room, and your kid was in there. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to Victor. What say you, sir? When I was growing up in the 50s and 60s, my mother would send me to the YMCA you know, for summer camp, and they had a boys' locker room and a men's locker room. So we were separated from the men. At the same time, my sister went to the YWCA and had her activities as well. And I'm just wondering, what happened to the YWCA? Well, I, I suppose they're, they're in the same boat that the YMCA is, Victor. They're going to have to let men into that facility as well. Oh, that's getting absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And um, the parents, the parents are really going to have to uh, speak out and put a stop to this. It's up to everybody to put a stop to this before it gets completely out of hand. Well, I think we've already passed that that uh, that spot in the uh, in the world right now, Victor. The the culture's gone bonkers, and we've got it. We're going to have to do a full stop. I mean, slam on the brakes and fix all of this. It's outrageous. It's nuts. Victor, appreciate the call. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back, America. All right, welcome back, everybody. Coming up in the next hour of the show, Kevin Sorbo is going to drop by. A big, big actor and a developer in the in the faith based movie world, and they're doing they're doing another Left Behind movie. Remember that was like the jam back in the day. I mean, that, when if you're if you're a kid growing up in the um, in the Christian church. I mean, it's all about the book of Revelation. And uh, if you're a kid, that can kind of creep you out. 
right? Talking about the Antichrist and the four horsemen of the apocalypse and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, to see all that like happen, and my favorite part of that original Left Behind movie, they're on the airplane, and all of a sudden all the Christians get raptured up and there's just clothes. People are freaking out. Kind of crazy. Anyway, we're going to talk to Kevin Sorbo in the uh, next hour. The movie called Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist. Uh, did you catch the Miss Universe pageant over the weekend? Miss USA looked like some sort of a transformer robot kind of creature. I'd never seen anything like this. Very odd. But it turns out that the new owner of the Miss Universe pageant happens to be one of these transgender people. And um, Miss Universe, uh, the CEO, Anne Jakaraka Tiptop, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, I don't care. Anyway, uh, the CEO giving a speech before the Miss Universe pageant, Miss uh, USA won, actually. And she's very, Miss USA is a biological woman, and she's very attractive once you get rid of all the robot um, uh, prosthetics. Anyway, the new transgender. CEO of the Miss Universe pageant, who is a man, says from now on it's going to be run by women, owned by a trans woman, for all women around the world to celebrate the power of feminism. The person goes on to say, diverse culture, social inclusion, gender equality, creativity, a force for good, and a force for the beauty of humanity. That's going to be the new motto of the Miss Universe pageant. Can't wait to see the uh, first Miss Universe pageant in Tehran. Let's see how that goes. So I want to go back to this um, USA Today story. They're saying that culturally sensitive words like aloha, hola, and shalom have to be banished from the vocabulary of white Gentiles. David Oliver is an entertainment and lifestyle and wellness reporter uh, writing about diversity and inclusion. Can you make a living doing that, really? I mean, is that there's enough of that where you can actually become a – this could explain why USA Today and the newspapers owned by Gannett are going in the toilet. Quote, just because you can say something doesn't mean it's always appropriate. That's what Mr. Oliver writes. If you're not Hawaiian and you say aloha, it could come off as mockery. The use of certain words requires education, knowledge, and the foresight to understand when they should or should not come out of your mouth. What about cotton? Is it still allowed to be the fabric of our lives? I love that song can't remember the songwriter but she was very good back in the day quote of course not all uses of language outside someone's culture are problematic intention matters most dropping hola or shalom to someone you know who speaks spanish or hebrew for example isn't something to worry about actively donning a fake exaggerated accent and say those words therein lies the problem so how does that work you go up to Taco Bell, and I mean, I think taco is technically an American word, but say if you want the gordita, or do you say, buenos dias, senorita, el tado would like a burrito. Is, I guess that would be inappropriate. Is that pretty much it? All right. He wrote that saying, ni hao, a Mandarin greeting. Why do I do that? Why do my voice just, it, it inflects upward whenever I say ni hao. I don't understand that. 
Anyway, uh, he says that's problematic because Asian Americans may not necessarily be Chinese. Quote, what we need is a critical consciousness in our public around language. That's from Jeffrey, Jeffrey McCoon, who is the director of the Frederick Douglass Institute of African and African American Studies at the University of Rochester. Do they still teach English and science and mathematics at universities these days? Anybody? Anybody know that? Quote, language is too critical to our culture that we can't just casually use language in ways that might offend and or harm people or do harm to certain groups of people. Is that true, though? I'm just curious. Um, any Hawaiians out there listening or Hispanics, have you ever been offended because someone used a Spanish word or greeted you? What about our Jewish listeners? I mean, everywhere I go, especially among Jewish conservatives, they tell me I'm their favorite Gentile. And I, I, I love that. I think that's a great thing. I mean, I love bagels as much as I do biscuits. Well, not really. But it's a thought that counts. And I will say this, uh, the best brisket I've had has not been in Texas. It's been a New York Jewish deli. I'm telling you, they can roast a brisket. Does that make me a bad person? I don't think so. Uh, Mr. McCoon says we have a responsibility to be somewhat judicious with our language and uh, have care for what we do with the language. It's the larger cultural considerations around the use of these words that matter most. Quote, everyone needs context before speaking another culture's language besides their own. Remember the great TV movie Airplane when Barbara Billingsley, the sweet mother from Leave it to Beaver, as white as mayonnaise in the context of this conversation and in the throes of chaos on that jetliner that was in distress, and there were some African-Americans on board the airplane, and no one could understand what they said until Mrs. Billingsley stood up and said, pardon me, I speak jive. I don't think they'd be able to make that movie these days. Do you? I mean, there are so many great films from back in the day when people could just laugh at themselves. People could laugh at each other's cultures. But now all of a sudden, it's some sort of a grievous sin. But there was a day. Do you think, just think about this for a moment. Do you think they would be able to make Blazing Saddles today in today's, what about Caddyshack? You think they'd be able to make Caddyshack in today's culture? Or Anchorman? And Anchorman's not all that old. I don't think they could make Anchorman again. Or what about TV shows like Sanford and Son or The Jeffersons or All in the Family? I, I'm telling you, people are just too sensitive these days. They really are. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Maybe we ought to come up with a list of TV shows from back in the day that would not be acceptable on modern TV. What about Family Guy? Well, Family Guy's still on there, but I think they give them a pass.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm thinking about moving to California. Uh, this, is, this is pretty exciting news coming out of San Francisco. And I know, I know there's a backlog of people trying to get U-Hauls so they can get the heck out of there. But this is kind of exciting. Uh, San Francisco has a reparations committee. I'm not making it up there. They actually call it the Reparations Committee. The official title is the San Francisco African-American Reparations Advisory Committee. And they have come up with a plan. They want to pay every black longtime resident of San Francisco $5 million. (laughs) No, I'm not making this up. This is great. So uh, the committee says every longtime black resident of San Francisco gets $5 million and, brace yourself, total debt forgiveness. So let's just say you've got credit cards out the wazoo and you're maxed out on your credit cards. You uh, owe a lot of money for your car. Maybe you bought a house and you can't afford to, to pay for your house. Well, guess what? San Francisco is going to cover all of it. At least that's a proposal coming out from the Reparations Advisory Committee. They say this is the only way, the only way that they can forgive decades of systemic repression faced by the local black community. Is it that bad for blacks in San Francisco? I mean, I thought this was probably the most radically liberal city on the planet, but apparently not. Quote, while neither San Francisco nor California formally adopted the institution of slavery, that's correct, ladies and gentlemen, there was no slavery in California, but the tenets of segregation, white supremacy, and systemic repression and exclusion of black people were codified through legal and extra-legal actions. So again, on this MLK Day, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's it's not about a colorblind society, it's all about payback that's what this is all about the draft plan includes a long list of financial recommendations for black san francisco residents including a one-time lump sum payment of five million dollars to every eligible individual quote a lump sum payment would compensate the effective population for the decades of harm that they have experienced and will redress the economic and opportunity losses that black San Franciscans have endured collectively as the result of both intentional decisions and unintended harms perpetuated by city policy. Man, I didn't realize the liberals were so racist out there. To be And here's what gets me. This is, so again, this is not, well, here's what happened to great, great, great grandma back in the day. To be eligible for the program, the applicant must be 18 years old and have identified as black or African-American for at least 10 years. Dead gummit. Darn. That was my plan. I was just going to identify. We were going to move the whole show. We're going to pack everybody up, move everybody to San Francisco so we could get our $5 bucks a piece. 
I guess I should have read the fine print. They must also provide at least two of eight additional criteria. Yet to be born, oh darn, I guess I really should have read the fine print here. You got to be born in San Francisco between 1940 and 1996. You got to have proof of residency for at least 13 years. And or you have to be a personal direct descendant of someone incarcerated by the failed war on drugs. So let's just say if Uncle Corn Pop was a drug dealer in San Francisco, you could be eligible for $5 million. The plan also calls for the city to supplement lower income recipients' income and raise that income to $97,000 a year. Now, what I'm about to tell you, you will think is hyperbole. You will think this is satire. You will think this is parody. But this is the Lord's honest truth here, folks. The city of San Francisco wants to supplement minority people's income so it raises that income to $97,000 a year, all right? $97,000 a year, not for the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 25 years. They want it for 250 years. 250 years. 250 years. Maybe we could be grandfathered in. Quote, racial disparities across all metrics have led to a significant racial wealth gap in the city of San Francisco. By elevating income to match AMI, which is the area median income, black people can better afford housing and achieve a better quality of life. Now, here's a question. What about all of you white people in San Francisco that are dirt poor? You're living in a housing project or maybe a trailer park. You don't have health insurance. You can't even pay your rent. What about what about all the, the white people? Well, to hell with you. You don't count. It's only the blacks that are eligible for this, according to San Francisco. This is not according to Todd Starnes. This is according to San Francisco. What about all the Asian Americans, the ones that actually got rounded up during World War II and put into camps? What about those folks? Yeah, to hell with those people, too. They don't count. They're not black. According to the official draft, black households are more likely to hold costlier, riskier debt and are more likely to have outstanding student loan debt. When this is combined with lower household incomes, it can create an inescapable cycle of debt. Eliminating this debt gives black households an opportunity to build wealth. Now, two of my family members are actually working on this program today, and I suspect they had to take out some loans to pay for their education. Well, what about them? They're going to have loan debt. Anybody going to cover their loan debt? Anybody? Anybody? I don't think so, because they're honkies. They're of the Caucasian persuasion. You don't count. They're going to take your money, and they're going to give it to somebody else, like Corn Pop and his descendants. Aaron Peskin is the president of the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco, and he told the Chronicle that he hopes the plan is approved. There are so many efforts that result in incredible reports that just end up gathering dust on a shelf. We cannot let this be one of them. Now, 
this is not just happening in San Francisco. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, the Democrat of Texas, along with 52 other House Democrats, have proposed a federal reparations committee. And they, too, are seeking reparations for African-American people. Now, I want to be very clear here. This, ladies and gentlemen, is racist. But it's racist all around because it insinuates or implies that black people are not able to claim the American dream. That it, They're implying that black students are not smart enough to understand that if they take out a loan, they've got to repay the loan. And they're also implying that blacks, if they take out a loan, will not repay that loan. All of it stinks to high heavens. First of all, it's racist because they're only focusing on one group of people based on skin color. And second, the insinuations that are being made imply that blacks are lesser than. And all of us ought to be outraged over that. We are all made in God's image. All of us. MLK would be disgusted by what the city of San Francisco is doing right now. But can I just take this a step further? I am 55 years old. And I know this gets lost in in the weeds and the chaos and the fog of, of Black Lives Matter and CRT and all that kind of stuff. But I'm 55 years old. And I just want the young people, the, the Gen Z crowd, to understand that there were no slaves in the 1980s. Graduated high school in 1985. There were no slaves. As a matter of fact, there were no separate drinking fountains. There were no separate restrooms. Blacks did not have to sit in the back of the bus. If you asked a Gen Zer right now, they would believe what CRT is preaching, that there was slavery back in the 1980s and the 1990s, and that people were being oppressed. Nobody was being oppressed except for one demographic that was being told, well, you know what? You can't have that job. You can't have that raise because of affirmative action. We have to push you aside. That's the reality of it. So all these folks who are trying to convince you that things are worse in America now than they were during the Civil War times are full of not even grade A hooey. But that's what we're dealing with. And again, MLK Day and this whole idea of having a peaceful, a nonviolent civil rights movement, those days are long gone. There's violence in the streets. People want you to think that we are living in this society where you have the oppressed and then you have the oppressors. And it's alive. It's alive from the pit of hell. I mean, it really is. I don't know what to tell you. But that's where we are in America right now, folks. So I'm curious if you were, and we have a lot of black listeners in the Memphis area, and I'm I would not be surprised if they try to do this here. But I'm just curious, if you're a black longtime resident of San Francisco, would you take the $5 million? Would you take the $97,000 a year payment for the next 250 years? Would you do that? 844-747-8868. That's 
747-8868. It's appalling. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, let's get to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Keith in North Carolina. All right, Keith, what's your take on this reparations plan from San Francisco? Well, as I told your screener, I think that if this passes muster out there, you and I ought to uh, get us a plane and fly out there and self-identify as eligible because people out there self-identify as anything. And then if we get then once we get the money, we can flee back here to sanity. You know, I like this idea, Keith. And and again, again, I'm I know the rules are that you need to have self-identified for a certain number of years. But you know what? I still think that's ageist. So we, I think we could claim <laughs> we could claim that you know what? Yes, but you know, it may be ten years. But you know what? My thirty days may be ten years to you. Or me, or whatever. I'm very, conf- I'm confusing myself. But you get the point here, Keith. I do indeed. But I figure that if you can self-identify as being a man, a woman, or something in between, then why can't we go out there and self-identify that we've lived there long enough and that we're we're eligible? And I we declare ourselves as eligible. I love it. I Keith, I'm with you on that. And I will look. If it's five million bucks, I'll identify as just about anything. <laughs> I'll just tithe my 10% to the church. I'll become Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Well, we got a lot of asses out there. I'll tell you that much, Keith. You caught that. You caught that. Good for you, Todd. Have a great afternoon. All right, Keith. God bless. Appreciate that. Old Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh days. Go figure. Uh, we're going to be pulling up some uh, audio for you here momentarily. President Biden is trying to sing happy birthday, and it did not go over very well. Uh, what a what a mess! And we'll play that a little bit later on. Coming up, uh, we've got Kevin Sorbo from Left Behind. Um, I want to go back to Congressman James Comer, though. Uh, back to this investigation, Comer's pointing out the double standard between Trump and Biden. Cut number sixteen. At the end of the day, my biggest concern isn't the classified documents, to be honest with you. My concern is how there's such a discrepancy in how former President Trump was treated by raiding Mar-a-Lago, by getting the security cameras, by taking pictures of documents on the on the floor, by going through Melania's closet versus Joe Biden. They're like, OK, you, you're, you're personal lawyers who don't have security clearance. Yeah, they can go through. They can just keep yeah. looking and keep looking and, and, you know, determine whatever's there. That's not equal treatment and we're very concerned and there's a lack of trust here at the department of justice by house republicans that's the outrage and it's true now there's been a lot made of the timing of of all of this and have an interesting there's an interesting point that congressman mark alford was making he's a republican from missouri and he said that had this information come out before the midterm elections that it would have impacted the vote and it would have changed the outcome of the midterms. Do you believe that to be the case? Uh, Congressman Alford says it definitely could have. But if you look at the history of what has not been revealed to the American people, I think in part because of our Justice Department and other federal agencies getting involved in withholding this information, we have seen it time and time again. 
So going back to even the going back to 2016, when Trump actually won that election, the race could have been and his victory could have been much larger had the American people known the truth about the Russia collusion hoax that it was all made up, that there was an effort within the Clinton campaign and the Obama White House to sabotage Trump's campaign. And again, knowing what we know now going into the 2020 presidential election, is it possible, because a lot of this information was suppressed, is it possible Trump would have won in a landslide? Congressman Alford says, we got to get the Justice Department back to being a neutral play zone where it's not taking sides. But I got I got to break the news to the congressman and the FBI's never been fair. The FBI has really been the leader of the deep state movement. I mean if you want to if you want to get down to it. I mean, there's there's a lot you need to understand about the FBI going all the way back to the days of J. Edgar Hoover and the founding of the FBI. But this this entire agency was truly meant to target political enemies. And over the year, the FBI accumulated so much dirt on people, and they've got dirt on everybody, that nobody wants to touch them. Everybody's afraid of the FBI. Even Lyndon Johnson was afraid of the FBI. And Johnson was, well, you know, he was, I mean, the guy could bully people into doing whatever he wanted. Speaking of that, we got to play this. Um, we, we've got some audio. We'll play this coming up a little bit later on. Uh, Coach John Calipari over at uh, Kentucky really getting in trouble because he had a, a heart-to-heart conversation with a uh, with an ESPN reporter at during the basketball game. What is it? At halftime. We'll play this audio a little bit later on. But it's unbelievable because the coach, like most coaches would do, when they're trying to make a point, they put the hands on the shoulders, and now they're accusing the coach of inappropriate touching. Uh, wusses, ladies and gentlemen. We're raising a generation of wusses. All right, got to take a break here. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. your wife uh who i understand uh his birthday today well look my wife has a rule in her family when somebody's birthday sing happy birthday you ready happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Alan. happy birthday to you oh my word it's like straight out of the office this Oh, my gosh. Uh, this just happened moments ago. And uh, <laughs> uh, this was in Washington. The uh, Al Sharpton, we, I, can't, I can't call him a reverend. Uh, Al Sharpton, uh, host, uh, Sharpton hosting the National Action Network's MLK Breakfast. And President Biden was singing happy birthday to Martin Luther King III's wife, and he forgot her name. You, you can't make this up. Um, yeah, there you go. We'll have video up on the website momentarily. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, great American patriot, and I'm sure Kevin Sorbo has a much lovelier singing voice. 
Kevin, how's it going? I got a great singing voice. So I, I would have put in the same, but then I think I put in the same in a lot of different categories as well. And I bet you would have know, at least known who you were singing happy birthday to. Just unbelievable with this president. But it's not shocking, though, is it really at this point? No, not really. I'm just I'm impressed that he knew where he was or knew the words to happy birthday. So <laughs> Kevin Sorbo is here not to wax uh, wax on about uh, Joe Biden, but he is here to talk about an incredible new movie coming out. And Kevin, I'm very excited about this. Uh, this is in theaters beginning January 26th. It's called Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Tell us about this great new film. It's a sequel to the one they put out eight years ago, Nicolas Cage starring in it. I actually took over that role um, of Rayford Steele, the pilot from the books, from the Left Behind books, from Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. They sold like 80 million copies of those books. And uh, Kirk Cameron did a couple movies way back, like 2000, 2001 or so. And this is really the sequel to the one uh, from four, uh, eight years ago, and it deals six months later after the rapture. And what's left on the earth are all the non-believers and Antifa, you know, people like that. So um, it's, it, uh, you know, people have had six months to digest this. And, of course, you're going to get people that will still deny it, right? They'll still say, well, it was aliens or whatever. They'll come up with some reason. But then you get a lot of people, too, that said, man, I really blew it. And my character, Rayford Steele, is on that track right now. He's, he's had six months to sort of wallow in his misery. And he's now at a place where he wants to follow what his wife was doing. His wife warned him about it. He knew it was the rapture. He was on the plane when his co-pilot disappeared and many passengers disappeared. And um, he is on a, his own sort of journey now to find redemption in his life and find faith in his life as well. And uh, the story really has about four or five different um, storylines that all come together at the very end. It's a wonderful script written by Jessica Parker and Paul Lalonde from Cloud 10. Cloud 10 has owned the rights of these books for 35 years now, I think. So um, it's, uh, it's an action thriller. It really is. I mean, some people would say it's a sci-fi. They think the book Revelations is a sci-fi. So... Um, whatever you want to do, it's still a movie that I think will make people think a little bit, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will uh, pack those theaters and get out there and take a look at it. Yeah, it's uh, this is going to be pretty pretty awesome. And I remember the you know the the first the original Left Behind, and it was really um, one of those moments I think that sort of elevated faith based movies uh, at that time. You know, going back to to Jerry and Tim LaHaye's book, and Jerry's a good friend of mine, and. Um, just seeing that brought to life, uh, it is such a compelling, you know, segment of the Bible. I think it, every, you know, when our pastor says, "Oh, we're going to go through the Book of Revelation," I think even more people turn out because they're so intrigued with what that book is is about. Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of pastors don't talk about it. But I'm going to jump on Jerry Jenkins here because it's kind of full circle for me. I did a movie back in 2010 uh, called What If. And if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. It's the same writers that did God's Not Dead that I did a couple of years later, which ended up being a really big hit. But in my book, in the 70-plus movies I shot, What If is a far better movie. But the trouble with, you know, these little independent movies, we don't have a $100 million advertising budget like James Cameron does for his Avatar movies. So we got to rely on word of mouth, and God's Not Dead certainly went down that road and was huge. But What If was huge. Jerry Jenkins was the one who... Um, produced it he's the one that funded it and his son dallas jenkins is one who directed it of course dallas is really killing it right now with, with the chosen, chosen. oh yeah and so here i am always kind of full circle now doing uh the next left behind movie and jerry jenkins just said recently he said he put out this quote he said this is clearly the best left behind movie so far i found it timely and deeply moving so i i can't beat that endorsement by anybody right now you look at what's happening right now, Kevin, in the culture, and uh, it's chaos. It really is. And I, I'm yeah. wondering why 
this film might be so important for for this time, this era? You know, it's perfect timing. Some people have asked me, you know, it was eight years ago they did the movie Nick Cage. Why did it take so long? Said, well, there's a series of events that were going on, and the people that were doing um, that own the rights up there in Toronto, the Cloud Ten guys. And I think this was God's timing. I think the, all the reason this came, came this long to take out, we filmed it a year ago, um, is because of what's going on in the world the last three years. It's absolutely crazy and uh, insane with all the hate and anger and divisiveness and violence and over-sexualization and pushing agendas and wokeism and pronouns and cancel culture. It just goes on and on and on with these people that are just really causing all this craziness in the world. So I think this movie is absolutely perfect. It feels like the rapture already happened, and we even got left behind. So um, (laughs) I think this movie is the perfect time right now to come out and and wake people up a little bit. And I'm hoping that people, when they leave the theater, the the movies like this, when they have conversations, because you know what? Avengers movies, things like that, they're great, but they're mostly visual effects. It's like a roller coaster ride. But a movie like this hopefully make people think and talk, and I hope they open their Bible and and read the book Revelation. I remember as a kid. Our pastor told us to read it. He says, trust me, this book will scare the hell out of you. And I love that quote. So um, I hope people will do it the same thing. There's a great old Southern gospel song, Kevin, called I Thank God for the Preacher Who Scared the Hell Out of Me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. There's a lot of truth in that. So. Uh, Kevin Sorbo on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And by the way, Kevin, you know, we, um, your wife, Sam, and I, we do a, a segment together every Thursday on, on Newsmax on Chris Salcedo's show. And it's just exciting to see both of you uh, and the impact you're having on the culture and especially um, in, in this world uh, of entertainment. I mean, you guys are crushing it. Well, you know, it's just, it, it was a path that I decided to go down about a dozen years ago. I mean, I got the boot out of Hollywood being a Christian and a conservative. It's like the, the equal to being a double leper, I guess, in Hollywood. You know, they're the ones who scream for tolerance and freedom of speech. But as we all know, it's a one-way street with them. And it's too bad. But you see the evil coming out of Hollywood. They control the culture. The media controls the culture. And their message is just unbelievably evil, not constantly. So I want to go back to the movies they made back in the you know 40s and 50s, movies that the good guy does win, that the evil does get defeated. And there's love and there's laughter and hope and redemption, because I think we're missing hope more than anything in this world right now. And I do got to throw out right now for people to please support this movie. Go to leftbehindmovie.com, leftbehindmovie.com. It shows you the trailer, and it'll show you um, uh, the theater that's showing near you as well. Just throw in your zip code. I, I love this, and uh, we are going to be promoting a lot on this radio program. And uh, again, folks, leftbehindmovie.com. That's leftbehindmovie.com, and you can get tickets. And the great thing about these uh, Fathom events, uh, the, if you know we sell them out, they're going to be even more showings. And uh, this is going to be this is going to be a pretty spectacular movie. Uh, Jerry Jerry's not one to throw around the compliments uh, that much. No. So for, <laughs> if you you know him well. But, you know, we're on 1,500 screens up here in the, in the U.S. of A. We're on 300 screens in Canada. So that is great in itself. And i got a quick top throw out one quick more plug. My wife and I are hosting our second trip to Israel this May, May 17th through the 28th. We only have eight spots still open. we got 52 people, and we have, we're capping at 60. We did it four years ago. Hugely successful. For those, I know there's a lot of people out there listening around that have always wanted to go to Israel. This is a bucket list trip. We have amazing locations to go to, amazing speakers at dinner time, And uh, this is walking the footsteps of Jesus. So go to SorboIsraelTrip.com as well. All right, we're going to do that, but but here's the deal, Kevin. If we sell yours out today, you got to move people to. You got to recommend people join my trip to Israel in November. So we'll have to. Oh we'll tag team. I'm more than happy to do that. That'd be fantastic. I, I love it. All right, we're just Ke- there in May, by the way. 
What's that, Kevin? I was just there in May. I did another documentary uh, following the tracing the Ark of the Covenant in the uh, tabernacle. It is, you know, I, I went for the first time a couple of years ago uh, with uh, our friends from Duck Dynasty, and it was just jaw-dropping. You know, first time there, and to see it, you know, the Bible just comes to life before your eyes, and uh, you didn't even get to see, a you know, a quarter of, of what I wanted to see, so we're excited to be taking a group back there later this year, and I'm really excited that you and, and Sam are taking a great team out there in May. Well, it's, uh, it is an amazing place, and uh, even the great atheists of the world, like Adoxin and Hitchens, never denied that there wasn't a man named Jesus. So I, I hope people will, will jump on board both of our trips and have a, a, an amazing time walking in that cradle of civilization right there. All right, Kevin Sorbo, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the movie Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. We have a direct link to the movie over on our live show blog, or you can just go to leftbehindmovie.com. That's leftbehindmovie.com. You can also go to Kevin's website, kevinsorbo.net. Kevin, always good hearing from you. God bless and congratulations. All right, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All All the best. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kevin Sorbo. I can't wait to see that movie. I saw the first Left Behind, and I, I really freaked out on the airplane scene. But uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, so let's see what happens here. All right, we got to take a quick break, uh, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Folks, we've been telling you about our good friend David Horowitz. has uh, got this terrific best-selling new book out called The Final Battle, and David does a deep dive into the secret war underway in America. Democrats and their woke culture, a new generation destroying the culture, ending our freedoms, and David lays it all out and explains how it's happening in our schools and our churches and even in the military, which is kind of shocking. Uh, David is on Chris Salcedo all this week revealing the threat that you need to be aware of. So I want you to tune into Newsmax and watch Chris Salcedo and David Horowitz, and you can get yourself a free copy of The Final Battle. Newsmax calls it the best book of 2023. And by the way, they have a free offer. You're going to be able to save $28 and get the book by going to finalbattle611.com. That's finalbattle611.com and get your copy today. All right. Hello, everybody. So I got to get to this John Calpari story. Man, is he catching heat. And, and I'm not quite sure I understand why. So here's the deal. We're going to play the audio. Uh, this was during halftime, and it was the uh, Tennessee-Kentucky game, which you know that's going to be that's a heated rivalry anyway. So the passion, you're bent up. You're, you're, it, it, anyway, so he's off to uh, the locker rooms, and uh, as is uh, the case, uh, they work all this out behind the scenes. Uh, he's got to stop and do an interview with the uh, ESPN reporter at Holly Rowe. So she's out there, and uh, she's asking a question. And while he is answering the question, you know, you're you're sort of in this tight space, and he puts his hands on her shoulders to kind of explain it. Let me back up for a moment. LBJ used to do this all the time in the White House, right? Tons of photographs. So it's just a thing some guys do. But now they're saying that he crossed the line and that he should apologize. Some people believe that he ought to be he ought to get in trouble. Take a listen to how it all went down. The game you call timeout, or there's a timeout. 
came out. What did like you say? Many times. You were so like, good. Hold on. Many times. Did we miss three wide open shots? We did. We did. That's why we were down 8-0. Not what we're running and all that. And then you get in a huddle and say, we're all right. You just missed open shots. Just keep playing. But the whole defense. point of this is defense. Yes. And wait a minute. When they throw you to the floor and do that, you, you got to hold your ground. When you get a bloody mouth, you probably didn't do it to yourself. This is a roughhouse game. I got that kind of team. All right. So, I I mean, it doesn't sound like he's angry at her. It's just that he was he's passionate. He was trying to make his point. So, anyway, I don't know what they're going to – you know, it's people today are so sensitive about everything. So I, I, I hope everything is good there. Uh, I don't know. I have, I have no dog in that fight other than uh, I hate Kentucky. But don't take it personally. I'm a Tennessee volunteer fan. That's all there is to that. But everybody's going after, after the coach because of the, uh, the interview. It doesn't make any sense. Can we play happy birthday again? I, I want This may be our official. If you're calling into the program and you have a birthday, this, is, this may be what you hear. But congratulations today to the honorees, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand uh, is a birthday today. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. He, he forgot her name. Happy birthday, Deborah. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my word. How, how long do you think this guy is going to be able to last? How long before even the, the Democrats say, okay, that's it. That, we're done here. We're done. I mean, the guy makes Al Sharpton sound like he makes sense. Hmm. All right, we've got the video up on our website, ToddSterns.com. Uh, the headline, off-key, Biden warbles happy birthday, forgets name of MLK Third's wife. The video is just as bad as you might think it is. Prob- well, no, not nearly as bad as when he went after the little girl in the uh, church service and uh, asked if she wanted to get a photograph later. I mean, do we have that audio? Let's. Uh, okay, we're working on that. Here we go. And so many young people are going to do so much more than we were ever able to do. What's your name, honey? It's good to see you. Maybe I can have a picture with you before I leave, okay? Is that all right? Maybe a little quiet time. We'll have some Kool-Aid together, some cookies. (laughs) An intimate affair. can rub my leg hair. (sighs) Oh, thank you, Kyle. I forgot about that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. In a church, a church, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what would corn pop do? That's <laughs> oh my word. Maybe we really are in the latter days. So many young- maybe maybe we really are in the last days. Maybe that's what it's really all about here. All right, uh, folks, we've got a wild week ahead of you, um, and I will say this. Kevin McCarthy is going to be on the hot seat. We're going to give him a pass right now. He's doing good. He's doing everything he said he would do. But we're about to find out because this debt ceiling is going to be 
a massive issue, and there's going to be a lot of pressure coming down on the Republicans. So you need to be calling your elected leaders right now before Thursday and tell them you do not raise that debt ceiling. If it means we have to operate on 2022 numbers, so be it. But we're not spending, we're not spending another dime of the taxpayers' money. We're not squandering it. And we've got to be able to get that message out. And we need to be doing that all week. So once you finish calling your elected representatives, call somebody else's because it's going to be all hands on deck to make sure the Republicans hold the line. And it's going to be tough. I know it. But they've got to know that we've got their backs. All right. Because the mainstream media, yeah, they're not going to be doing that. They're going to be saying that the, the, the nation democracy will collapse if we don't raise the debt ceiling. So we got a lot of work to do. So you do that. Uh, we're going to regroup, be here tomorrow. If you missed our interview with Laura Trump, you'll be able to pick that up on our podcast over at the website. All right, folks, you get out there. Be good, America. This is the Todd Stern Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.